T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome back to Bink at Night, 8 o'clock hour. Big thanks to Ron Kopp that uh, sat in here and joined us as well. I appreciate talking to him. Chris Odocero, of course, uh, here all night with me. What's up, Chris? Uh, I mean, we're here for one more hour. I'm not here, here like an night. hour or two before the show. I got a little worried about you. Well, I was doing, I was. I, I work my other job and I work yeah. from home. So I was working for that. I was doing that. Even Rob asked me to. I said, I never worry about Chris. So I'm not going to text him or anything because I, I, I never worry about Odocero because he's always here. Yeah, I, I got here probably about 4.30, but I, yeah. I, was, uh, I was doing some more work. I know you're always so here. I was in the I was in the sixteen sixty studio. I okay, wasn't, yeah, as I was say, yeah, usually you <laughs> no. come here and hang yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, the yeah, one thing, good. Chris, I've I've had a hard time. Uh, thanks, Ron. Appreciate uh, you stopping by. Uh, joining us is all the people. You know, the the love of the Buffalo Bills. I knew this would happen. Like I knew this would happen. But I think the Chiefs kind of changed a few people's mind the way that they play. And you listen to Colin Coward and these guys, and they like the Chiefs in the in the, in the points. Because now it's gone down that uh, point and a half. It's the lowest total. Alex Gold tweeted out earlier. It's the lowest total for Mahomes at home, one and a half points over the Buffalo Bills. But I have all these people talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I mentioned that stat that Mitch Holtis put out earlier. They have more game experience than any team in the postseason this year. Then I heard Dan Orlovsky, who... <laughs> Was on with Pat McAfee. And Dan Orlovsky used to be the quarterback of the Lions. He's he's the guy that ran out the back of the end zone. He was. But he does a great job breaking stuff down and, and film work. He does a great job for what he does. But this was his take on Buffalo and Kansas City. When Josh is used the way that Dable is using him right now, I think he's in, indefensible. You know, There's not a single a play that he can't make on the football field right now, whether runner or thrower. And, and, like, the challenge for Kansas City is they love to play man coverage. It's who they are. It's who, it's who Spags is. Josh Allen absolutely gasses man coverage. So, I, like, at some point you're going to have to adjust a little bit, but you never want to get away from, like, your identity, so to speak. So, um, I think if both those teams play their best game, right, if both those teams play A football games, Buffalo wins. I think Buffalo's the better team if they play. They both play their A games. <laughs> Here's the thing I just I can't wrap my fingers around. If the Chiefs played their A game, nobody's beating them. Like if Buffalo could play their A game, but if the Chiefs, because they haven't put an A game together, they put B plus and B and you know that first Steelers game back in Week 16, but that was what the backup said it. But if the Chiefs played an A game, and I mean I'm talking no turnovers like they had this last week where they had two, but no turnovers whatsoever. If the Chiefs play their A game, 
The only team that's beating the Chiefs, Chris, is the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have been beating themselves all year long. Like I said, you could point to that Bills game. They turned it over four times, five times if you count the turnover on downs in field goal range, and they lost by 18 points. Like, you could point to multiple games. The only game you could point to that you couldn't say there was there wasn't mistakes being made that cost them or referees that were that were costing them with terrible calls. The only game you could point to was that Tennessee game. Every other game there was something that that was outside that was either outside of their control or were mistakes that were being made that cost them the game. And the fact that the matter is for a lot of those games they were still competitive. For the Chargers game, they were still competitive. The Ravens game still competitive. Uh, you know, the Bengals game still competitive even though you had the refs working against them with those terrible calls. The, it, when we look at this Chiefs team, we haven't really seen them play very I mean, what game would you say was their A game? Like Maybe last Sunday. Well, that game? second third quarter against the Steelers in the yeah. playoff game that was a game that was we saw the best game. of Mahomes that ten minute thirty second stretch of and it was of, of game time. But the whole and it was quarters? decidedly better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like decidedly better than the Pittsburgh. Steelers. There's no team beating the Chiefs with an A game. And no. That's one thing. I, I when I heard that I was like, wait a minute. We're talking about Josh Allen. Okay, it was twenty to twenty four of forty five. For 239 yards, 53% completion against the Jets just a week before the Patriots game. A week before that, he was 11 for 26, 120 yards, 42% completion. And I think we forget that he's got more interceptions this year than Patrick Mahomes. Because that's where Josh Allen sits. Now, he's a great quarterback. And I think that Matt Allen and Mahomes, you know, rivalry is going to exist for a long time. But you look at the Chiefs' losses. There's still teams in the playoffs. Three of the five are still going. You know, he lost the Bengals. They're still going. Lost the Titans in Tennessee. They're still going. And, of course, the Buffalo Bills, they lost in week five. But, again, did they have these games, you know, like the Buffalo Bills, where they lose 9-6 to to the Jaguars? Like, explain that to me. Like, the Chiefs don't have that loss. And even I'll look at the NFC with a team like the Buccaneers. You know, won the Super Bowl last year. They get shut out at home to a a team that was under 500 in the Saints, 9-0. Tom Brady hadn't been shut out since, what, 2006 with Nick Saban when he coached the Dolphins. Like, it doesn't happen. But 38-3, to the Green Bay Packers were beaten by the New Orleans Saints earlier this year. It's like, these things don't happen with the Chiefs. Again, they're usually in every game. Now, it did get away from them in the Tennessee game, got away from them in the Buffalo game, because Mahomes, outside of the Super Bowl, has always been within one score of the team. Teams did not route the Chiefs because, well, Mahomes did his magic, and the Chiefs were in the game, so... That's where I find it hard to believe because doesn't experience count for anything? Doesn't Mahomes having an MVP count for anything? Doesn't the fact he's just 26 years old count for anything? Does anything count that he has the most 400-yard games with five touchdown passes over Marino, over Manning? Does that even count for the Kansas City Chiefs? So don't give me an A game for the Buffalo Bills beats the Chiefs with an A game. Now, if you said, well, if the Chiefs play a B game and Buffalo plays an A game and Buffalo wins, okay. But don't give me A game against A game because I'm not buying it. And on top of that, we haven't seen the Bills go out and do to the Chiefs what uh, what they need to do in those big games. Obviously, they won during the regular season, but they've still lost a couple times to this Chiefs team. And when they had the opportunity to go out there and show their A game in the most important game of the season last year, 
they got their asses whooped on national TV. So I, I understand this idea of, and we've seen it. We're gonna we're gonna see this for years to come with the Chiefs. People are gonna prognosticate their doom, like because, Herbert. Yeah, like Herbert, like we saw, and then you know, next thing you know, he's knocked out of the playoffs, uh, in part because of that loss that they took on, uh, against the Chiefs. Um, I mean, look. People are going to try to prognosticate the end of this Chiefs team. And this is just another one in the long list of examples that we've seen this year. And we're going to see for the years to come of people trying to predict the end, the fall of the Kansas City Chiefs. But look, at the end of the day, the Bills, I I just don't know how you could say their A game is better than the Chiefs A game when they haven't done it. And, I, you know, I don't care what happened back in October because that happened back in October. And, you know, we've seen what happens when this team faces off against teams that they lost to earlier in the season. We saw it happen two years ago, and they took care. They exercised those demons that they had uh, earlier on in the season. And right now, the pressure is on the Bills, not on the Chiefs, because the Chiefs haven't done because the Bills haven't done it like the Chiefs. So have. There's no pressure on the Chiefs to play on house money. It's great because they look. They got themselves the number two seed. It's crazy considering where they were and where they're at. A lot of things have changed. We've talked about the Bills game and Chiefs game. You talk about the game without Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram and these type of things. But you hear this. Everybody's waiting for the Chiefs, but they're not falling. And the revenge tour that was used a lot this year, this season was about revenge. It truly is revenge time for the Kansas City Chiefs because the Bills beat them. And the other two teams in the AFC they beat, them. beat them. The Bills are the title. Titans. Again, not bad losses. They lost to good football teams. They're playing each other. So this truly is a revenge game, which doesn't matter to me. Because 2019, the Texans beat the Chiefs. The Titans beat the Chiefs. Chiefs had a double-digit deficit against both those teams in the postseason. Beat them both, including 24 points to the Houston Texans and a quarterback named Deshaun Watson. It was in his prime at that point. But the Chiefs avenged those losses in the postseason. And also, I want to make the point, because like, I, I find it interesting that like he's oh well if the Bills play their A game it's better than the Chiefs A game. How many times have the Bill, Bills played their A game this year? This is a team that had had some pretty good highs. Obviously they won the Super Bowl when they beat the Chiefs, but like we've seen them lose to or struggle against some really bad football teams. Embarrassing loss versus the Jaguars uh, when right this is like not long before they fired uh, Urban Meyer. Embarrassing, uh, embarrassing loss to the to the Patriots at their home stadium in Orchard Park when the when the Patriots basically refused to throw the football. Like the Bills have been embarrassed multiple times this year. So what makes you think that they're even going to bring their A game? Because we don't know who they are. That's yes. the thing. We we don't definitely know who they are. Are they a six loss team? No. They're better than that, but they did it. They lost those they're games. They're more talented than they a six-loss team. They lose the Jags 9-6 in six Urban Meyer. They're, they're more talented than a six-loss team, but they are a six-loss team. They are And they, they are. lost those games because they're incredibly inconsistent. And nobody won to knock the Chiefs out. Yeah. And yet the Chiefs did outrun their trouble until they lost to the Bengals. Then they lost that number one seed, uh, which they had the number one seed. They, they had outrun everything, yeah. which is simply amazing where the Kansas City Chiefs were and where they are. But the revenge tour technically starts right now. They got some business to handle, some teams that uh, they lost to earlier. And trust me, motivation's a big thing in football. Moses in Kansas City, what's up, man? Hey, uh, so there's literally one thing I want to bring up. I'm liking what I'm hearing from both of you guys. And I am getting really bad uh, Tampa Bay vibes from the way we were all talking before the game, kind of blindsided by something. And there's something 
I have a terrible pit in my stomach about, and that's Rashad Fenton being out because I, I'm not even a huge Rashad, Rashad Fenton fan, but his replacement, Mike Hughes, I'm not trying to bring this much negativity. He should not be a chief. I don't know how he's made it this far being a chief. And I don't know who we have to replace Fenton if he's going to be out. But, man, I'm really praying that he heals up soon because if, if Mike Hughes has more than 10 snaps, he will be absolutely destroyed and cooked. We've seen it too many times, man. And I'm just, I'm scared. Like we were, t- I called in six ten before the Super Bowl, and I was like, I just don't know how there's any way we could lose this game. And I was ignorant, and so is the city, about our backup offensive line. And I'm thinking that this is the same thing because we saw Jamar Chase pick on us. One guy beat us, and so I'm not trying to see that same thing happen by one guy losing the game in my cues. So that's what I got. They'll give him safety help. They'll truly give him safety help. I, I think a lot of times we see the Chiefs make adjustments. I think when they look at maybe some of the deficiencies that happened to them. And again, there there was a lot of passes you're seeing against the Steelers. You go, wow, hey, Josh Allen's going to complete that pass because you saw Ben miss it. But the bottom line is the Chiefs know that too. But they knew they were facing Ben, who's done that all year, where he's missed those receivers. So it wasn't a point of emphasis, so to speak, with the Chiefs. I also think that I don't think Hughes is as bad as as, as he's been characterized. He's had good games. That Philly game was good. We he's, had double digit tackles. He's had fumble. He's had good games. His issue though is he has a problem in single coverage along the sidelines with no help. Man coverage can be bad against Josh. Yeah, Allen like he he, up. he has problems in that regard, and we've seen him get burned when uh, when quarterbacks and receivers basically challenge him. Cover a guy one-on-one, no safety help over the top. Go out here and make a play here. Uh, he's, he's had issues there. I don't suspect... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That you're going to see the Chiefs go out there and leave him on an island. I just don't. And to be honest, like, he's probably, I mean, 
he's not he's probably not covering like you're not gonna put him on Steph they're not gonna put him on Stephon Diggs very often. Well, his pro football focus ratings right at seventy nine percent. Yeah. Yeah, like he he gave up like fifty nine percent completion Rashad percentage Finn, on the passes. Eighty seven point six. Yeah, and he's he was like he was he only get, he only had a quarterbacks only had a fifty nine complaint or excuse me he finished with eighty two. Yeah, so just three points higher than Mike Hughes. Yeah, so I'm saying and and again he he finished with only a fifty nine percent completion percentage when quarterbacks threw to him. So it's not like he's getting torn up and and ripped to shreds, but he does have issues in single coverage, no safety help over the top, especially when quarterbacks just test him and they like to throw it and, and, and those, those, um, those jump balls, he's, he's lost out on those, but he's not this terrible cornerback. That's just going to cost the team a game. Like that's just not like, I I honestly do not think that that Jamar chase game we saw. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen again. I I, I honestly don't think that we're going to see spags make the mistakes that he made in that, in that Cincinnati game again, at any point the rest of this year. Coming up next, the Chiefs' trickeration, giving the scouts something to think about. We discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I guess it's twofold. Like, yeah, other teams have to prep for it, but we, we do these on an individual basis for that team. So in a lot of cases, uh, the pass at Kelster was individual for that group. <clears throat> so... We try to find whatever matchups or what we think um, we can take advantage of, I guess, uh, lack of better terms, but, um, and, and work on, you know, and try to put a play in for that. So we trust our guys to to do it, though they get a number of reps on it. EB does a good job with all that. So. There's Andy Reid on the trick plays, all the formations the Chiefs run, and sometimes it drives people crazy. They're doing it because it looks too cute. But it works more than it fails. Here's James Palmer from NFL Network about those Chiefs trick plays. On all those cards that are on his desk, and no slight to Nick Allegretti, he's a you know a high school wrestler. He's got yeah. great hands, Andrew. He's I wasn't the slight to pass on Friday before the game, actually, when they <laughs> ran throw, which was interesting enough. You're right, Andy Reid really opens things up, and that's why Patrick Mahomes says in the playoffs, it's his favorite time of year. It's when Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Kafka, all the guys in this offensive staff start pulling out things that haven't been shown all season long. And what makes it so difficult for teams is they all play off of what teams have seen on film all year long. And that's what makes it so difficult. And that's what adds in the preparation, as Andy Reid said, for opposing teams. There's only so many times you can study things throughout the week. There's only so much time. Well, he adds time for teams to go out there and study for some of these different looks. Sean McDermott knows it well being on Andy Reid's staff for so many years and knows Andy so well that he has to plan for it. He mentioned that earlier today and exactly what you saw there from that play or when Travis Kelsey throws a touchdown pass in the game Sunday night, that was a formation we've seen him run it consistently. So they just keep showing you different looks that you haven't seen before, making you prepare for maybe more than they're going to give you. And the interesting part from everybody else that does this with trick plays, Andrew, is that they do it specifically for who they're going against. They don't just pull them out willy-nilly. They're for who they're going against specifically in the defense they're up against that next. Everything has a reason what the Chiefs do. Again, usually you see Travis Kelsey back there. He's running it in. But then he throws it. So you give him different looks. You give him something different to think about. You never know what's going to happen. We don't know if Jared McKinnon will take a snap. As I mentioned, former college quarterback. Could he take a snap? We just don't know what's going to happen. And Mahomes is waving his hands wide open on that Travis Kelsey play. But... You know, that was, that was for aesthetics, right? 
to show that he's open. But Travis Kelsey had one guy to throw to because Andy Reid trusted to throw one guy you're throwing at the Pringle in the back of the end zone, and he didn't waver from that. If it's not there, run the football in. It was very crystal clear to what he can do, but it gets the Bills something to think about. Like, oh, now let's say, look how old Mahomes was. Well, now you got to cover that other guy, and maybe you you back off coverage in the back of the end zone against the Byron Pringle or, or Tyree Kill or whoever streaking across the end zone. So you're always giving them something else to think about, which is really a headache for other teams. Because once the Chiefs get inside that five, <laughs> it's playtime for this offense, always giving you something different. Look, remember the Rose Bowl right play in the, in the, in the Super Bowl against the Niners? They spin around. That could happen. We haven't seen that happen again this year. And they've done this. Remember last year they did it. They had different names for it, like the uh, Pearl play against the, the Buccaneers, the Black Pearl play because the, the whole takeoff uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And they, the slot machine, right, was the one in Vegas. There's always seven players come up with a lot of these things. Then Andy Reid, if he likes it, he will implement it. The players like a particular play, like Mahomes going in motion and taking the snap. We've seen that before, too. We've seen just about everything. But if you watch college football, Chris, and I know you do, you watch a lot of it, how many of these plays at the goal line do you see came from the Chiefs? Like, I see a ton of the shovel passes to the tight end or running back because the Chiefs have excelled at doing this. I just wonder, like, it's so fun. I, I – I think this is kind of psychological warfare that Andy Reid's trying to play with Sean McDermott here by talking about this so much. Like, and and not, I mean, not specifically just him. He kind of does this with everyone where like you don't see coaches go out there and openly talk about the great plays that they call right after the game. Usually they're pretty secretive about it. And then like later on in their careers, they talk about that stuff. Andy is like, here's the name of the play. Here's the concept of the play. Patrick is like that too. Oh, Nick Allegretti. He's my fifth read on well, this. Wasp, play. We got cut on camera. Yeah. Like wasp. We, we got that on camera, but and like 65 toss power trip and go trap going way back to 1970. Yeah. But like all last year, every time they had one of those trick plays, they would be open and honest about what it was called, what the concept was, how much they practiced it, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just feel like it's it's a it's a great game of psychological warfare 100%. that Andy is and, and Patrick too are playing with these teams, not specifically just because they're like, oh, well, we what are we going to prepare for, but like. They don't know where the ball's going at all. And on they have fun plays. doing it. Like, yeah. Like, like players go through the monotony of doing everything, yeah. but they enjoy coming up with this stuff. Like when, when Mahomes went in motion last year against the Panthers, like he goes in motion. And that was a question he had to be enemy and Kafka and the guy's like, yeah, is the this legal for us? Yeah. Is this for legal yeah. for us to do this? Yeah. It's legal for you to do it. So they will push the boundaries, trying different things. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But I don't think the Chiefs really care either. I mean, they're not going to do it in the situation where they might lose a game. Yeah, and like they're not a team that's going to like like you know you hear the the old heads old heads out there. Oh, why don't you just put your hand in the dirt and just power your way into the end zone? But you know that the Chiefs really they they can't really do that. They're not like an overpowering team. They're one of these teams that's got to finesse points out of your out of your defense. And I, I just when I watch this Chiefs team. I see a team that's just so hard to predict on offense. And that, that's just scary because, you know, you can do all the preparation that you want. You can do all of the, the film study. And I, I talked about this earlier this year, how I, I feel I felt like at the time the Chiefs were kind of uh, leaving something 
for later, saving some of that for later. You know, you hear all the time, save some points for later. I feel like the Chiefs were legitimately doing that during points of the regular season. And there's only so much they can do because they play more football than anybody exactly. else, too, by going, well, actually, if the Chiefs make the AFC title game, let's say, let's say the Bengals upset the Titans. They've got to do that. And the Chiefs had to beat the Bills. But it would be the fourth straight time the Chiefs hosted the yeah. AFC title game, which has never happened in NFL history. No. Now, the Patriots went on a run, but they had some they of those didn't host, on the Yeah, they didn't host all of didn't those. Didn't host, but hosting four in a row, but just going the four in a row was a Incredible too. Yeah, and like it, it, it's just it's so hard. Where you like basically the the Chiefs are kind of doing what you've seen in the NBA with like the Spurs and the any any team that had LeBron James on it, where like they save something for the playoffs. Obviously, for them, it's like stamina and and effort. But in but for the Chiefs, it's more so strategy. Let's save some of our good stuff for the playoffs. You know, every time we get to this time of year, there's that meme that goes around where uh, it's Andy Reid dusting off his playoff playbook. We saw that last week against the Steelers, and I feel like that's something that we could see on Sunday against the Bills too. And you know, if you're if you're Leslie Frazier right now, the DC for the Bills. You're like, oh, my God, how are we going to defend this? Because if they show up and they don't make the mistakes that they made the first time they played the Bills this year, how are, they, how are the Bills going to stop them? I you just did, don't see it. You know how deflating it is to egos, the fractured egos sometimes these players, when Travis Kelsey is doing things that's never been done by a player in the NFL, throwing a touchdown pass, catching one, and getting over 100 yards. You know how deflating that is going back to the sideline after Travis Kelsey put seven on your ass? Through, yeah. through the air. When you're four, you're up, you're down 14, seven <laughs> and you're prepared to stop him running. Yeah. 14, he's not going to throw it. You're like, he's not going to throw it. He's done this before. And he really doesn't trust oh, him that, anymore. Yeah. That one too. Yeah. That, I, I thought you were talking about the end of the first. It's just like Mahomes taking half. a quarterback yeah. snake. Cause they kind of gone away from that since that Denver game with what it hurt. Yeah. But make no mistake about it. I know they've been using Belldozer for it, but if chance met opportunity, could he do it? Yeah, yeah because they, they wouldn't totally, expect it they to do totally it. Totally do it, exactly. and that, I think that's what they're doing is they're saving it for oh, when Mahomes they really need it. Oh, Mahomes not going to do it. They're using the belldozer for it. Well, yeah, belldozer used to be a quarterback at Oklahoma too, so he could throw it. I that was really ingenious though, having Kelsey throw the football because like. We've always every time we've seen him take it out of shotgun, it's always been a it's always been a read option. It's always been read option, and he usually he usually pulls it and takes it. But for him to throw the football, like if they, I I wouldn't be shocked at all if they had Kelsey line up in shotgun again this week against the Bills just to mess with them. Like, hey, Kelsey might actually throw it this time. You never know. Like, I could, or even, it, let's say they it's so they, deflating they walking to the sideline saying, yeah, Kelsey just threw a touchdown pass on us. That's one thing if Mahomes does it, but Kelsey just did it to us. Yeah, or even if, like, let's say that you, you have Kelsey and back there. By the way, there. he did play quarterback at Cincinnati, but it was yeah, a wildcat formation. He ran it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but, like, just, a, or think about the, if you're a Mike linebacker and you're sitting there and they, and they do run the the play action there. You got to think about Kelsey might actually keep the football and might actually throw it instead of run it. So you might not be too quick to run up to the line to try to stop him, which means that if he does keep it and run it, you that thinking, that extra half a second or whatever of thought that you have there could cost you the ability to stop him from running into the end zone. It's ingenious. He by, threw one by pass Andy. in college. Yeah, it's ingenious by Andy for him to go out there and have him throw that football against the Steelers. Well, it's deflating to you. It, it is they, very, yeah. Is it the underhanded shovel pass to McKinnon, getting a touchdown? Then Nick Allegretti, man. Here's a lineman that's not even a starter for this team. He did start the Super Bowl last year, and he's filled in great, but he throws T.J. Watt to the ground. 
And then that they, was embarrassing. That's we, that's like, I think that was the point where TJ was done with the game it was when TJ got tossed to the ground. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he just got pushed out of the way. He got legit tossed to the ground, like a legit pancake. And then, and then after that, the guy that tossed him caught a touchdown pass. It's embarrassing. I mean, it is. And does he bet he's been asked if he vets these players out a little bit? Like if he, if Andy Reid uh, kind of vets the, uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, lineman, if yeah. they can catch or not. Yeah. But this, this was Andy on Monday. Yeah, so on Fridays we do pat and go. Yeah. And the linemen do their own little pat and go and and uh, kind of a breather from hitting the sled, I guess. Um, so uh, you get an idea who can catch and who can't. So if you got a little bit of skill there, we'll try to work with you. <laughs> and um, Allegretti, you know, he's got great hands. For a wrestler, he's got great hands. You know, nice job. So that's how that started. He was the fourth <laughs> option. We'll go back look, watch the video of it a lot. Burton was, was I think, option number one, Probably. coming out of the backfield yeah, fullback. Yeah. And then Tyree Kill, I think, was an option. Pringle, I think, was an option. And then the fourth option was Allegretti. And here's Allegretti today that met the media talking about that catch. Yeah, uh, we call that our, our fat and slow period. And, uh, you know, I know he's always he's paying attention to everything. I think it's pretty obvious. You know, you could tell some guys definitely cannot catch, uh, but didn't didn't quite know he was scouting us. So, you know, I'm glad I glad I was doing well out there. So in the fat and slow period, they're out there doing their thing. And we've all had that. We used to, in high school, we used to take our uh, we blue helmets and we take the white ear pads out and put them in like the uh, the uh, the meetings of Fred Flintstone when they had to deal with the Buffaloes. Right. Yeah. So we jacked around. And they're out there jacking around, but he's and he's watching you. And he's, oh, Allegretti can catch, man. Well, it's, uh, no one's going to expect Allegretti to come in and catch the ball. Like, no one's going to expect that. And then he does. Like, and usually... That gives the, you something else to think about, though, when they do tackle eligible, even though they report. You have to report to do it. You still don't think they're catching the ball, and then he does. And, like, the funny thing is usually what happens is you have guys... Like, usually they, they like, everyone you know, the offensive line jumps hard like they're going to run the football. And then that's when the guy at the end sneaks out and catches it in the back of the end zone. This time around, it was like a legit passing play. And you had all these other guys who were top, who were, who were more likely options than him. And he just happened to just sit there on that sticker out and just, oh, let me catch it right here and just turn around and waltz into the end zone. It's, made it's, a stay too, man. He got a touchdown oh, yeah. in the playoffs. After throwing T.J. Watt on the ground. See, to me, that's my favorite play yeah. of the Chiefs this year just because – he hasn't complained. He did start the Super Bowl last year. He's been a backup this year. He stepped right in that Cincinnati game. Everyone, Tooney got slid out to tackle. Yeah, yeah. And then he had to play guard. But that, that's my favorite play just because of what happened. I'm- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I mean, just the fact that he had to throw Watt on the ground, which will be the defensive player of the year, that had 22 and a half sacks, and then catch a touchdown pass. Michael Burton is the fullback. Tackle over tackle to the right. The Chiefs are going to fake it. They roll to the right side. They throw a big man touchdown! Big man touchdown! Allegretti! Nick Allegretti with the touchdown reception, and it gives Patrick Mahomes an all-time National Football League record with postseason touchdowns in his first Five seasons as Allegretti spikes the ball, giving Mahomes an NFL record. He had passed Russell Wilson for most touchdown passes within his first five years in the postseason. And then he put two more on it by throwing it was his third touchdown. Then he puts two more on it, the record as well. So the record just continue to pile up for Patrick Mahomes. What are they saying about the first meeting between these two teams? Because many things have changed. The Bills coaches uh, answered that question. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. That week five matchup, would the Bills beat the Chiefs? Different looking Chiefs team at this point. Here's Mitch Holtus talking about that previous matchup with Carrington Harrison this uh, Monday on the drive. The psychology of this game, I think, is really, really interesting as much of all as, as much of all the stats. Now, let's go back to that first meeting with the Bills. No Chris Jones. Chris Jones didn't play in that game. Javarius Ward didn't play in that game. Willie Gay Jr. was on a pitch count. That's his first game back. You mentioned the deflection with the pick six by Micah Hyde. Greg Rousseau made an incredible play. The Chiefs are in the red zone getting ready to score, and Mahomes lofts a pass, and Rousseau, the outstanding defensive end rookie dude, goes all Spider-Man on him and picks it out of the sky. Then the McKinnon off his face mask interception. So there's a lot of stuff that happened in that game, like there is in most any every NFL game. But I would tell you the psychology of this game is probably even. But I'm telling you, the Chiefs are going in with swag, confidence, and this time it'll be the Chiefs with their hair on fire. And it's great to play in Kansas City. You know the Bills do come to Kansas City next year too. They do. <laughs> it's going to be fun as we'll see this team again. We'll probably see them in the postseason as well. But as Mitch said there, man, so many things are different with this team. You have to bring up Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones. I mean, you've got to bring up Chris Jones that can wreck that defensive line. And Melvin Ingram has made such a difference to this defense. Of course, it's a much different team. There's no way to say this team is the same. And again, does it matter? No, it doesn't. Did the Chargers game matter the second time the Chiefs played them? No, it didn't. How about the Raiders last year when they beat Kansas City and did a victory lap? Did it matter in Vegas? No, it didn't. And I mentioned 2019, Chiefs lost to the Texans. They lost to the Titans. Did it matter in the postseason? No. So it's all in it's all in how you look at things. Josh Allen uh was asked uh, about the Kansas City Chiefs in that week five meeting and how are they different? I mean, they're throwing so many looks at the opposing quarterbacks right now, um, bringing pressures from from every side uh imaginable. They got guys that are playing really well. Obviously, um ninety-five moved back inside and uh when he when he wants to go, he can go against anybody and he's one of the better players in the league. Um, and then obviously outside, they got a couple guys that can go get, get after the quarterback, some smart, savvy guys in the secondary that are, that are playing really good football together right now. So 
uh, we got to be on top of on top of our game um, communication wise, obviously with the, with the crowd noise and. Uh, we got to make some plays uh, come Sunday night. That's the other factor, Chris. That's the other factor. And again, points per game since week eight. Chiefs are the best in the league, 16.1. I know we talk about Buffalo Bills. They only gave up 17 points a game. Look at the quarterbacks they played. Look at the amount of backup quarterbacks or third stringers the Bills have played this year. Yeah, it all starts to come back. You've, you've seen it, Chris. You've seen all the backup quarterbacks that they played early on. We talked about it week five. But then they beat the Chiefs, and so I that's legitimate because – the Bills, when they beat the Chiefs that night, it's like this team is going place. Chiefs are going to have to look out for this team, and they still do. Buffalo still had a nice game last week, but six losses I didn't see, man. I didn't see him losing 41-15 to at home to the Colts. Didn't see him losing to Jacksonville. But now you throw an Ingram in that's changed the whole complexion of Chiefs defense. To me, this is a completely different look to Josh Allen with this defense than it was then. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that, and I, I, I will say this. Holtis like made a really strong point about this Kansas City. I'm actually gonna have to use that cut on Sunday when I when I host from nine to eleven. Uh, oh, that's that, right. You'll be in nine to eleven. Yeah, nine to eleven. That's a great Dusty and Nick right after. Yeah, Dusty and Nick right after till uh, till two o'clock. Uh, such a great quote by him because like this was a completely different team back when they played in Week Five. No Chris Jones, which we know Chris Jones is the most important player on this defense. You cannot generate a pass rush. You cannot, you can't like they, they don't have these shutdown corners on the outside. They need their pass rush to be on point. So you're not, you're missing your best pass rusher. This was back when Frank Clark was having his hamstring injury. So he wasn't very effective. I mean, there were a lot of issues with that pass rush and look at them. Now Melvin Ingram came in, you got, you got Frank Clark. He's healthy again. Your pass rush is pretty damn good, but, and he also brought up Willie Gay, who was on a pitch count. He's back in there playing well. Nick Bolton has really started to come out now, and he's playing excellent right now. I mean, you no Charvarius Ward. That was a loss for them as well because now you're you're playing a lot more backups out there. You've got Charvarius, who's not he's not a great corner, but he's a good corner, and I I really like what he does for this team. But like you have all of these guys on this on this Chiefs defense that are healthy now and they're confident because they weren't playing well at the time and now they are playing confident. But also, the Chiefs have figured out how to attack the the two safety uh, conservative approach. Let's rush four, drop seven. They figured out how to attack that. Did you hear the Steve Young stuff? I'm, I've been referencing several times. No. Okay, I'll play it for you. Yeah. When we come back. Like they are attacking these defenses in a different way. Now, now teams have to figure out, do we let them kill us with their running backs and their receivers running short routes and getting yak, or do we let them kill us deep? And it's kind of a pick your own poison type of situation. The Steelers decided early. Okay. We'll just, we'll, we'll play them deep and we'll force them to try to kill us with the short game. And then they started killing them with the short game. And you know what happened? The Steelers started trying to stop the short game and then the long game happened. So it's kind of a pick your poison situation here and another great point that you've brought up is that the the bills the two best quarterbacks they played this year are are tom brady and, and patrick mahomes you look at the rest of their schedule like the next best quarterback is maybe matt ryan maybe ryan Tannehill. uh ben roethlisberger you know and they lost to him like they they have not played a ton of great quarterbacks this year they got blown out by carson wins like you get blown out by Carson Wentz, that's a that's that's a problem. So I, I I don't think this defense is as good as advertised. I just feel like they were playing a strategy that worked well against the Chiefs because of the way the Chiefs played. 
but that team is not the same team that is playing right now. Uh, that's going to be playing this Sunday. They and, went against Jacoby Brissett and yeah. Taylor Heineke in back-to-back yeah. weeks before they got Mahomes. I mean, it's amazing. Like when you look at the quarterbacks they played or the backup quarterbacks that the, the, the Buffalo Bills ended up playing this year. Here's a here's a Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, talking about that Week Five matchup and what's changed. Yeah, I mean, uh, very creative uh, under Andy and, and uh, Eric Bieniemy there, and um, you know they've just got so many weapons that they're they're a challenge to stop. Um, you know, they try and go down the field, and they try and hit you underneath, and um, the RPO game, and so they they do a lot of good things offensively to keep you off balance. And it's exactly what they do. But, I mean, just look at the quality. Quarterbacks you play, that, that does come into account. I'm not taking anything away from them. They played, they played who's on their schedule. Yeah. It's one of the easier schedules in the NFL. It just is, but you play who's in front of you. And at times, they haven't looked good. And last week, they looked like world beaters. Again, yeah, they, they which looked... team is going to show up? I don't know. That's, that's my question this week. Which Bills team shows up to Arrowhead yeah. we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, this we is can a, take a million guesses, but we don't know. This is a team that lost to a team in new England that threw for 19 passing yards, the entire game. They also lost a game to the Steelers that threw for 177 passing yards. I mean, this is a team that lost to Carson wins. Like I, I, and that, that was just, not only just lost, but that they asked is kick lost by 26 points to Carson freaking wins. Like I understand this idea that like this bills team, it, when they're at, when they're playing, they're game they're pretty damn great but they don't show their a game that often and they don't have the history that the chiefs do that we know that they're going to show it when it counts the most yeah, no question so i'm just curious uh what they're saying but i'll tell you more what steve said uh, young because it definitely applies to the kansas city chiefs we'll round out the show with that next this is bank at night on your home for royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio your home for playoff football in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. So I hear a lot of nonsense from time to time, right? Prognosticators, and everybody's done it. Talked about the Chiefs this year. Ryan Clark, Mahomes is broken, all this. <laughs> then what happened? I mean, he was AFC <laughs> the, Player of the, the Month Chief, right after he said it. He, and then not only that, before the game against the Steelers, he was just, oh, the Chiefs are done. They're finished. They're not any good. But then he becomes the only quarterback in history with 400 yards in five. I know, right? Four times. He He's goes out there that. and blows out Ryan Clark's former team in the Steelers. But this was the best analysis I've heard from Steve Young talking about Mahomes on the Dan Patrick show, and he throws in Josh Allen. You know, I see the young uh, – uh, guys and and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and and they're they're getting there and it's gonna they, they, you can see how dangerous they are and uh, um, it was funny Patrick Mahomes this year really the challenge was the league as what happened to us uh, with the West Coast offense in the early 90s it was so far ahead of everybody defenses finally said forget it screw it we're not we're just gonna play zone we're just gonna back up we're gonna give you everything short but we're not going to get beat with you throwing all over the place and people running around where we're spinning around. We're not going to do that. We're going to put 22 eyeballs on the quarterback and we're just going to wait and force you to be patient, force you to not make mistakes and mm. we'll force you to go, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 play drives. You can do it all day long, but you got to show the patience. And that's what the chief, that's what happened to the chiefs this year. Defense has said, you know what? Screw it. We're not Travis Kelsey running all over the place to, uh, Tyreek Hill running the no more just back up and force you to play you know be be you know human just drop it off 
and they struggled. Patrick struggled a little bit, yeah. but they they faced the challenge. Remember, was it was it late October? They were losing games, or maybe it was middle October. You know, like who are the Chiefs? What's going on? Well, the league said no more, and they had to adjust, and then they did, and now the league has no answer. I think the Chiefs are better today, more dangerous today than they've ever been because they now have all the arrows in the quiver that they needed. The defense go, well, we can, we have no answer now. See, I agree with that. So it's so much teams at some point, cause you know, it was going to happen at some point when you're the best, everyone wants to beat you and it makes their season. It's something to beat the Kansas city chiefs. Okay. How are we going to do it? Well, they did. And so to back up what Steve Young's saying, the chiefs averaged 6.9 plays per drive. That's number one, in the NFL. They score on 48.2% of the times they have the football, meaning they score at a higher rate than the other team in the NFL. Points per drive. Chiefs are number one at that, 2.71. So instead of saying, you know, instead of going deep to Tyreek Hill every time, he's going to make the adjustments. Still going to be top three in the NFL at catching the football with 111 catches. Just doing it a different way, man. It's the same means to an end. It's just done a different way. And that's why I give credit to not only the coaching staff with Andy Reid and Bienemy and Kafka to make these adjustments to Mahomes for making these adjustments, becoming more patient to Tyree Kill, adjusting how he's done as wide receiver instead of nine route and vertical route, catching the inside. Travis Kelsey, same thing. But they've also beat teams, Chris, with the McKinnons of the world, the Byron Pringles of the world, the multiple touchdowns. Again, when they beat the Steelers, a playoff team in week 16, three of the top four receivers undrafted. Top two running backs, undrafted. Top two tacklers that day, undrafted. This is what the Chiefs are doing. And then you add that with this defense that's given up 10.8 points a game, last six at home, which is an incredible feat, the way this defense is going. Yeah, the Chiefs have changed. So, yeah, not only on offense, but on defense as well. It is a different team. And I've seen plenty of Royals like Whit Merrifield come up, right? And he's hot and, and he's hitting everything, and then teams make adjustments. Well, th- what separates a Brett Eibner from a Whit Merrifield is – He's able to make those adjustments and come right back and be a dominant player in the league. I I I think this this is another cut I'm a steal from you. By the way, for Sunday that was a that was a great great cut from uh, Steve Young there, and and he makes a lot of sense. It's because, the best analysis I heard. Yeah, it's it's excellent, and 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 it makes great sense because of the fact that this Chiefs team they did have to make adjustments and play a way that they typically don't want to play, and I actually think. And, and, and I actually think he is right. This team's more dangerous now because they can play that way. Because of the fact, and we saw this a lot later on in the season, the Chiefs would, you know, normally they're like a six-play, four-minute drive team. Now we're seeing them go ten plays and seven, eight minutes. Because the funny thing is the league made them do it. Yeah. And they said, okay. And now it's worse. And, and they're still the best. And now and you it's know worse. What, Chris, they average 28.2 points a game. Yeah. 2019, they won a ring. 28.2. No, 28.2. Exactly the same. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a different means to the end. It's and the thing is, is this is a worse means for opposing teams because of the fact that now their offense has to sit and watch the chiefs offense drive down the field longer. And that puts more pressure on their own offense to have to score fast because if the chiefs can, can, can burn clock and score touchdowns still scoring at the same rate that they were scoring at last year. That's worse than what we saw last year or the year before that, or the year before that. You're going to see teams make adjustments, try to change things. The scary thing for the league is they did adjust. And, and they figured to out how to beat the adjustment. And now, now Adjusted what do you do? the adjustment. And the question is, now what do you do? Like, you, you know, team, what do you do now that they've... <laughs> you you they hope that they... Yeah, they, they were leading the season, they struggled. Yeah. They were three and four. 
But now all of a sudden they're back, man. Pick your poison, man. Pick your poison. Great stuff. Thanks to uh, Gene Bataglia that joined me from uh, the ticket out in, uh, or the fan out in Rochester, New York, talking Buffalo Bills. Thanks to Ron Kopp, lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride, for sitting in here with us. And thanks, as always, to Chris and O'Sara. These Wednesdays are fun. Thank you, man. With Chris and I here in studio. And Chris will be up uh, 9-11 Sunday. Yes, sir. Before uh, Dusty and Nick. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys Friday night. Drinking some beer. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.